Our theme verse this week at Vacation Bible School has been be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power from Ephesians 6.10. I'm especially thankful for those who actually gave up vacation days to come and to serve. This week, people of all ages and stages invested in our next generation with the love of Christ through VBS and God Squad. You gotta love 81-year-olds dancing and learning the motions to Bible school songs alongside eight-year-olds. Recent confirmands relishing the chance to serve for the first time and all those who decided Vacation Bible School was important. Thank you. Thank you all for your leadership as we complete our first year of ministry together. As I shared with you a year ago, getting a new Methodist preacher is like an arranged marriage and what a first year it has been. On the first day of Vacation Bible School, we learned about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Together they stood true in the face of challenge, a friendship forged in the fiery furnace that still inspires folks today. We even learned the motions with their name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So no one told you life was gone. probably didn't know that this song, the theme from Friends, was co-written by one of our organists, Mary Ruth Solom's extended family. The title theme of Friends was initially going to be Shiny Happy People by R.E.M., but R.E.M. said no. The hand claps at the end of the first line of the song were a last-minute addition, and Phil Solom admitted that it was a wise decision and named that the best part of the track. I'll be there for you. Don't you love hearing that from someone? That is the promise of a true friend. I'll be there for you. You've heard it said that true friends don't judge each other, but they do sometimes sit around and judge other people, don't they? Did any of you get to watch the Friends reunion special? I found it strangely moving as the cast members walked in one by one and found themselves on the set of the show where they'd spent so much time and created so many memorable moments. I never knew the show had been written with David Schwimmer in mind for Ross and that Lisa Kudrow was the second person cast. That show rocketed, rocketed to success so quickly that the cast only had each other to talk with about their fast fame. Even their families were so starstruck as to not be helpful. The Friends cast really leaned on and relied on each other in those early days. We watched them change and grow and pivot as they became closer friends and who can forget the jellyfish episode, even if you wanted to? I'd ask you to think for a moment about your lasting friendships. Friendships like Pumbaa and Timon, Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte and Samantha, Bill and Ted, Trey Young and Clint Capella who seem to know what the other is thinking, Forrest and Bubba, Jonathan and David. Jonathan and David is an ancient story that follows right on the heels of God and David defeating Goliath. Saul asked David, whose son are you? And David answers, the son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. And thus begins 1 Samuel 18. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Hear the good news in these first five verses of chapter 18. 
When David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Saul took David that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him. As a result, Saul set him over the army and all the people, even the servants of Saul, approved. This is the good news according to 1 Samuel. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for this ancient story. May it echo in our hearts and minds in the days ahead. Have you ever just met someone and knew you would be lifelong friends? Jonathan had just witnessed an incredible victory on the battlefield. Jonathan had won his own share of victories against the Philistines. The natural reaction to someone else taking center stage and gaining your father's affection and attention would be to foster resentment and to make them your rival. Jonathan would have been the traditional heir to the throne, but God seems to be teaching Israel a new way of being in the world. This is not business as usual, and Saul's son of all people leads us in a new way, for someone had to break us out of the old cycle. Thank you, Jonathan. Rather than resenting David's success, Jonathan sees something in David to celebrate. The text offers us an intimate portrait of care and admiration, telling us the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David. They were knitted together by a deep connection, and Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Jonathan and David then made a covenant together, committing to each other in the sight of God and allowing God to knit them even more closely together into a soul friendship. Then Jonathan the prince offers the shepherd boy from the sticks that which he does not own, a robe worthy of the royal court, fine armor that might actually fit him, a sword, a bow, and a belt worthy of a mighty warrior. This week's Bible school had our groups seeking to armor up, to armor up with truth, justice, peace, and faith, taking on the full armor of God in giving away his robe his armor, his bow, and his sword, Jonathan abdicates the throne, welcoming David royally into the royal household and sealing their covenant with this act of solemn and humble sacrifice. It's like the exchange of jerseys after a football match, I mean a soccer game. This is a long tradition of sportsmanship and friendship between players. What's mine is yours, Jonathan says, by his actions, not just his words. Saul would not let David return to his father's home, forcing them to be in relationship. Jonathan is not forced to do any of this. He welcomes David with these selfless gifts. Jonathan and David are able to build a strong friendship because they work on what Shasta Nelson identifies as the three main components of friendship, consistency, positivity, and vulnerability. Consistency, having someone you can depend on. Positivity, someone who's enjoyable to be around, who lifts your spirits and vulnerability, someone you can really talk to. We live in a time of immense connection. We seem to have more connections than ever before, but has it resulted in less loneliness? People seem to be lonelier than ever before. And somehow we think if only I was connected to more people, the loneliness would go away. It turns out the antidote to loneliness is not more relationships, but investing more deeply in relationships, 
finding a few deep soul friends. David and Jonathan knew that friendship is deepened by consistency, by spending time together and being able to depend upon each other, like the cast of friends day in and day out, working together, eating all their meals together when they first got started. We have had a year of such inconsistency. Things have seemed to change on a daily and a weekly basis. I remember how our family started the year with intentional weekly Zoom time and how that faded as time went on. Friends, it's time to get back to some regular connections. Who have you missed spending regular time with? David and Jonathan spent time together, and although consistent time together is important, just spending time together does not fully deepen a friendship. Deep soul friendships require times of joy and laughter. Research shows that the best friendships have five times more positive interactions than negative interactions. You know that person, don't you? Every time you talk to them, they're tearing someone else down, complaining about this or bashing that. You cannot build a strong soul friendship on negativity. David's relationship with Saul was like that. It could have grown as they spent time together, but for Saul, he seemed to fixate on the negative, unable to celebrate David's successes. Jealousy and mistrust began to creep into their interactions, while at the same time, Jonathan and David each had each other's back and had countless positive interactions, even though their circumstances were challenging. Even after Jonathan's death, David remembered their bond. I love how in 2 Samuel 9.3, King David says, Is there anyone remaining of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? He's told there remains a son of Jonathan, but he is lame in both feet. But that does not deter David, for that child, Mephibosheth, lived in Jerusalem, and after that day, always ate at the king's table. David cared for Jonathan's family and had a special needs ministry for Jonathan's child. Several people in our church have talked about starting a special needs ministry. Might this be something you are called to? And yet time together and positive interactions are not quite enough. There needs to be some vulnerability. David and Jonathan shared their hearts. Jonathan strips himself of all the trappings of being the heir to the throne and gives them to David, a vulnerability that built trust. We all need someone we can depend on, someone who brings us joy and someone we can talk to. David shares his worries and struggles with Jonathan over and over and Jonathan consistently holds David's confidences. And this deepened their friendship, sealed as a covenant in the sight of God. Vacation Bible School has allowed us to spend some intense time together. It's the beginning of consistency, and it was full of positive interactions. I marveled as I watched our leaders this week affirm all the children in their efforts. And there is vulnerability when you're up singing silly songs so the kids can see you enjoying the love of God. We live in a time of hyper-connection, but has it really resulted in less loneliness we're starting a new class during the Sunday School Hour starting July 18th. If you're looking for a place to connect, that could be a good place to start. As we think about the kind of church we want to be in this community, I wonder if we could be a church that seeks to eradicate loneliness in Dunwoody. For those who do not feel connected, for those who feel even more isolated by the pandemic than they ever did before, may we be a place that seeks to wipe out loneliness in our community and beyond. If you've learned nothing else about my understanding of ministry, I want you to hear this today as we complete our first year together. My hope for this church is for us to connect people to God and to each other. Or as Bono said, to change the world and have fun doing it. 
The other day I was having breakfast over at Jay Christopher's with two wise friends. We greeted Alan Jackson as he walked in. No, not the country singer, the pastor at Dunwoody Baptist. I later saw a Catholic priest seated by himself, so I walked over to his table to make a connection. I introduced myself and told him it was a busy day for preachers there at what I'm calling the new Hickory House. He shared with me that he was also an army chaplain. I told him about Captain Jennifer Bowden and I told him I was sitting in a booth with a Navy man. Later in the morning, as the priest was leaving the restaurant, he stopped by our table to meet this Navy man because he knew, like David and Jonathan, that great friendships can and should cross boundaries. It is not Army versus Navy. Okay, sometimes it is for a certain football game, but they work together most of the time. It's not Catholic versus Methodist. We're all called to share the good news. It's not the rich son of a king versus a poor shepherd boy. I told him I was working on a sermon about David and Jonathan, and that my main point was this. Friendship does not become soul friendship until it's been battle-tested. Friendship does not become real until it has been battle-tested. The souls of David and Jonathan were woven together because they had survived battles. You really don't know what kind of friendship you have until it's been battle-tested. The priest then joyously told me, that is why those of us in the army not the Navy, have battle buddies. Battle buddies? I'd never heard of battle buddies. I asked him, what is a battle buddy? And Father Peak from All Saints went on to tell me that a battle buddy is required for everyone at boot camp. You have to have a battle buddy with you at all times. You either find one or one will be assigned to you. You are assigned or choose another soldier and you check each other. You check in on each other. You look after each other. You make sure that they are wearing the right uniform, that they have the right gear, that their canteen is topped off, that they are ready for battle, and that they are never alone. A battle buddy always makes sure his or her partner is squared away. They set the other up for success. For you see, as one person, he said, you can only see 180 degrees by yourself. You need someone to have your back to literally back you up so together you can take in 360 degrees of the field of vision. <clears throat> Sandra Middleton reminded me of when Forrest and Bubba were on the field of battle and Bubba says to Forrest, I'm gonna lean up against you, you just lean right back up against me. This way we don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud. You know why we are good partners, Forrest? Because we watch out for each other like brothers and stuff. Father Peak went on to say, we stand back to back in defense of each other, shoulder to shoulder in support of each other, and face to face in love for each other. Let me ask you, do you have a battle buddy? If not, you need to get one or we can assign one for you. I talked to a recent widow this week. She had just one request from her church here at Dunwoody. Could someone come take her to lunch once a month and take her to the store? She really likes Walmart. She's willing to pay $30 and buy your lunch. She has put herself out there for friendship, and that's what it takes sometimes. She needs a battle buddy. Might it be you? If you need one, we can help you find one. 
Because many of us have spent a year at home watching friends on TV rather than interacting with them. It's time to start reconnecting and building deeper friendships. I want to serve a church that seeks to eradicate people having to go it alone, that seeks to wipe out loneliness here in Dunwood and beyond. That's why we've invited our youth to sign up for our Fall Tribes kickoff. That's why we work together for Bible school to share the good news of God's love, that you are not alone and you do not have to go it alone. So get involved in something because everybody needs a battle buddy. Unfortunately, what we've all seen in recent days is that people get things in the wrong order. Instead of looking for a battle buddy, some people seem to be out looking for battles. And when they find or create the battle, they ask other people to join them in their battle. But battle buddies prepare together so that when the battle does come, we're not alone. Friends, we come, friends, battles will come into your life. You don't have to go looking for them, but you do need someone to stand with you who will have your back when the battle comes. Is there someone you need to check on, to check in on, a battle buddy you have missed during COVID? I preached last year that Methodist preachers are like entering into an arranged marriage. You didn't choose me, I didn't choose you. But God chose us both and put, it to, put us together and battle-tested us this year. You really don't know what you have until you've been battle-tested together. Think about some famous friendships that were battle-tested. Frodo and Sam, Han Solo and Chewie, the Golden Girls, Jonathan and David. Jonathan was not David's only battle buddy. David and Jonathan had another battle buddy because they sealed their friendship with a covenant which tells us they did all this in the sight of God and that God also had their backs. Because two people can look and see the threats coming from 360 degrees, but what if there's incoming from above? We need to be watched over from above. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, I didn't find my friends, the good Lord gave them to me. I'll be there for you. That was the promise of Jonathan to David. And that is still the promise of David's great, 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 great grandson. I'll be there for you is the promise of Christ. Come to me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. A back to lean on so you don't have to sleep with your face in the mud. Jesus said, greater has, love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for a friend. So maybe it's time to stop looking for battles, but to do some soul searching and ask, who is my battle buddy? Everybody needs at least one. Someone you can depend on that can really depend on you. Someone that brings you joy and that you bring joy into their lives. And someone to really talk with. These were the marks of David and Jonathan's friendship. These are the marks of a deep soul friendship. So how can you find a battle buddy? Jonathan makes a decision to be David's battle buddy. He offers himself in friendship Take some time to serve alongside someone and they will start to become your battle buddy. Where will you invest yourself in the days ahead? You may have but buddies, but are they true battle buddies? Find someone you can stand back to back with as we help to make this church a place of positive interactions where people spend time together and grow toward vulnerability as you stand and sing silly songs with all the motions. We have been together for a year and no one told me church was going to be this way. Our jobs at home alone, your love life, who's to say? It's like we've all been stuck in second gear when it hasn't been our day, our week, our month. It's been quite a year. 
And yet we can still say in the name of Christ, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. May we be there for each other and for this community. Perhaps finding a battle buddy starts with David's sincere question. Is there anyone to whom I may show the kindness of God? May you find someone this week and remind them, I'll be there for you as Christ is there for each of us and as we show this community the kindness of God.